everybody. Hope you're doing insanely well. Um, in the crazy week that it has been, as I just realized how filthy my desk is from my drink bottle and the amount of powders that have been going into it. That sounded bad. Like <laughs> green teas, creatines, pre-workouts, that's, that's, that stuff. Totally nothing illegal. Um, so today I want to talk about what the hell is actually going on when you overeat your calories or in particular when you're in a deficit and then you go over your calories on a day because as I shut this down and need to turn this off, sorry, should have done all this beforehand, but one of the things that happens whenever you're in a calorie deficit or trying to lose weight or anything like that, eventually something is going to happen. For example, I have not had a single client that has signed up with me for like the minimum of three months and has not gained weight during that time in terms of, yes, they've been losing weight, losing weight, losing weight, losing weight, losing weight. One day on one random week, boom, they have a spike and the weight goes up. Completely natural. But what happens every single time is every single person, when they have that spike or that weight gain or that weight jump, they freak the fuck out and they wonder, am I doing enough? Is it enough? Should I be doing more? Should I be eating less? And they make a decision based on, in my opinion, what is an outlier, something that has just randomly happened or the type of food, or they've had a fuckload of sodium, like they've had Thai food for dinner and they were like, yeah, planned for it, did all this stuff. And then they've had that. And now they're bloated and there's a lot more fluid retention and they jump on the scales the next morning and they go, fuck, I knew I shouldn't have done that. I knew I've just ruined the entire week. I've gone up a kilo and a half or two kilos. I've ruined it. There's no point in finishing off the rest of the week. I can't be fucked. There's no point in doing it. I knew it. And they either over restrict for the rest of the week or they just have a complete blowout. And then they just like, screw it. I'm just going to start again on Monday. What has happened there is because if I'm using the Thai as an example, very high sodium foods, very high sodium foods so that when they eat that, they're going to retain a lot more water. There's going to be a lot more fluid retention, which means that the scales are going to jump up. It doesn't mean that you've instantly gained fat from that. It is like, if I eat a meal now and weigh myself in two hours, that doesn't mean that I have gained two kilos of fat during the day. Cause if you weigh yourself first thing in the morning, after waking up, after going to the bathroom, before having breakfast, and then you weigh yourself before you go to bed, there's going to be about two kilos of difference but no one cares about that. It's when they weigh in at the same time, same everything, but there's been a deviation in whatever they're doing, typically with a food or a celebration or they're going out with a friend or something is just like not to plan. So when that typically happens and the scales jump up, they have that massive, that's where they make their decision on the outlier, on the emotional response, on the thing that has been essentially one day or four hours out of their complete three, four, five, six, seven, eight weeks, however long it's been of them being incredibly consistent, losing weight and doing everything that they should or want to do because they know that it's going to be awesome for them. So I want to figure out, first off, I want to talk about how you hit a plateau or how that sort of happens, because to give you a little bit of context, and I explained this in like 10 minutes to some uh, lady who was on the phone with me last week who reached out off the back of a TikTok video, jumped on the phone and I explained to her how plateaus work, how being in a deficit is going to work, how you hit a plateau, how to get out of it. 
I did that in 10 minutes and I was on the fucking ball. <laughs> I was impressed with myself actually. But I just want to give you all as much context as possible in this so that when that outlier happens or when that fluctuation happens, you don't have to worry about as much. You can just keep going on with your life because Trav said blah, blah, blah. And you can now make that decision from a logical standpoint instead of, boom, oh my God, what the fuck do I do? I've gained two kilos. I need to like kill everything that I have been eating. So how you typically hit a plateau. Whenever you enter into a calorie deficit, you're essentially saying, I want to look good. I don't really care about the processes that are happening in my body. Building muscle. Oh my God, I just went completely blank. <laughs> Building muscle, uh, cognitive processes. That is fucking ironic. Cognitive processes, you know, uh, liver, heart, organs, like fucking everything that you do at an involuntary level, like hearing things or your liver processing stuff or your lungs working or your heart beating or anything like that. Subconsciously, you're saying, I just want to look good, lose weight, lose fat, and then eventually feel healthy and get to a point where I can be happy within myself. When you start a deficit, essentially what is happening is you're not giving your mind or body enough to maintain itself, to build itself, to build and repair. There's that fucking catchphrase again. So when you enter into that deficit, you're losing fat tissue and you're losing muscle tissue. So eventually you're going to hit a plateau because if you're losing fat tissue and muscle tissue, your metabolism is going to decrease slightly to adapt. This is called metabolic adaptation to adapt to the stimulus that you are providing it. For example, if you're eating and moving at 1500 calories, like 1500 calories is you doing everything that you want to be doing and you're losing weight and it's awesome and you lose 10 kilos and then you get stuck on the last five to 10 kilos and you're like, oh, I don't understand it. I'm eating in a calorie deficit, but I can't lose this last five or 10 kilos. There is something in my eye. Give me one moment. Oh my God. There we go. So for example, you consume 1500 calories when you start this diet. I'll simplify this. If you eat 1500 calories when you start a diet, what is gonna be happening from there is, let's just say you burn 2000 calories a day, but you only consume 1500 calories a day. You're in a deficit of 500. So over time of you losing weight at that calorie deficit of 1500, over time your metabolism is gonna drop and go from 2000 calories burned to 1900, to 1800, 17, until you get down to roughly about 1500 calories. And that's where you'll hit the plateau. Whether it's two, three, four, five months down the track or however long it is, eventually that metabolic adaptation is going to occur so that once you've, you started the program burning 2000 calories, but you've given it stimulus and reason to adapt to 1500. And now over whatever time period it has been, you are now at 1500 calories. Where people get stuck is they typically go, well, I'm on 1500 calories, I'm not losing weight. I'm gonna restrict my calories even further. So now your calorie deficit, if you go to 1200 calories, now you're in a deficit of 300 calories from 1500 to 1200. Eventually, exact same thing will happen. You will adapt down to the 1200. And this is where people start to feel shit. Bodily functions start to give up and you're not feeling awesome. Your sleep goes to shit. Your mood goes to shit. Everything about the health journey that you started is no longer healthy. 
It's just about you being as skinny as possible or losing as much fat as possible, which is typically whenever you are trying to lose weight or are in a calorie deficit, mental health is one of the biggest things that often goes because there's not a lot, not enough nutrients in there to make sure that all your cognitive processes are happening the way that it should. So that's essentially how you hit a plateau. You lose fat tissue and muscle tissue. Over time, you adapt to that, and eventually that's what happens. People end up restricting their calories so low that it gets to that point. So that's what happens when people typically over-restrict or over-police everything they're doing. For example, physical exercise, steps, workouts, everything like that for calories out. And then they over-police everything that's calories in. They become obsessed about the numbers. Oh my God, I've only got 1,200 or 1,500 calories. I haven't been this low. I'm so fucking hungry. I need to sleep. And everything becomes this massive decision that they need to be making. So with that inevitability in mind, let's talk about what happens when you go over your calories while you're in a deficit. So if we know that that's going to happen, let's get comfy on my chair. If we know that's going to happen when you continuously restrict your calories because you're not getting enough nutrients in order for your body to do exactly what it wants to do, and that is survive. It, you only know that you want to look good. Your mind and your body and every other process that is happening within your body has no idea that you want to fit into a bikini or look amazing or feel stronger or anything like that. All it knows is that you are either dying or surviving. So it's going to make any decision or it's going to try and make you make a decision based off, hey, we're dying, which is you in a deficit because it's not getting enough nutrients to repair its body. So it goes, hey, we're dying, go get food. You're hungry, go get food. And the more we essentially police that and go, no, we're not hungry, we're trying to lose weight, we're trying to do this, it's gonna go, okay, cool. Well, if you're not going to give us the nutrients that's going to happen, we are going to restrict, like we're going to burn fat and muscle tissue so that we can get down to that so that you're not as hungry anymore. So that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna start shutting down a few things because obviously this isn't working. Same thing as a business, really. If you if your business makes a million dollars a year and yet you have $1.5 million in payroll, what are you going to do? You're going to fire employees or divisions of that business so that you're not running at a loss anymore. So you're going to fire a lot of employees so that you can get down, get your payroll under a million so that you're not hemorrhaging money anymore. Exact same thing for calorie deficits. And then what happens from there? They go, you know what we should do? Uh, let's run a campaign for, I don't know, selling smokes to babies, something fucking <laughs> terrible and horrible that will not work and is illegal. So <laughs> the company ends up losing a lot of money. It ends up losing a lot of revenue. And now your business only makes $750,000 a year, which is essentially you when you hit that plateau, metabolic adaptation has occurred and the revenue and everything is about the same. That's metabolic adaptation. And now that that's happened, You've essentially said, well, I want to keep losing weight. I don't want to reverse diet or have a diet break or anything like that. I'm going to restrict calories even more. So then when that happens, essentially the business metaphor that I'm using, now your business only makes $750,000 because they've maybe run a shit campaign or maybe they've uh, put a product in the market that doesn't work or they've spent too much money developing a product. So now their payroll is $750,000 a year. Now they're losing $250,000 a year. So they fire employees. They get rid of divisions in their office so that their payroll isn't as high. Exact same thing happens with calorie deficits. And if it keeps going on that trend, 
there's going to be no business. There's going to be no revenue, no employees, no CEO, no nothing. That business is going to be gone in a year or two. Exact same thing happens when you're trying to lose weight. If you keep restricting and keep doing all those things, thank fuck we are not a business because eventually it does hit a point where we go, I can't do this anymore. I need food. I need to like, I'm giving up. I'm like, whatever. And we have calories that actually help us get back to where we are. So I just wanted to give you that metaphor while it was in my brain hole. So what happens when we go over our calories while in a calorie deficit? In my opinion, really good shit. So if you're in a calorie deficit, you are saying, I want to look good subconsciously. I don't really care about the processes that are happening in the body. When you go over your calories and you're in a calorie deficit, I see that as a high day or you giving your mind and body more nutrients that it's going to need anyway in order to build muscle, make sure you don't lose your fucking mind, stabilize your mood, make sure you feel okay, that your sleep's going all right, which is why when people go through the program and they message me and say, hey, Trav, I've got this event on Saturday, I go, yeah, awesome, go for it. Maybe don't get a large garlic pizza as an entree. Maybe skip the entree and then order like steak and chips. Or maybe do something that's not completely over the top, but still go out and enjoy yourself. Because all those calories are going to do is maybe, if you're in a 500 calorie deficit, which is typical for a lot of people, because it takes the burning of 3,500 calories to burn a pound of fat. So a lot of people calculate their maintenance and then take 500 calories off that, times that by seven days, 500 calorie deficit per day, 3,500 calories per week, which means you're gonna lose one pound of fat, theoretically, per week. And that's what they do. So if you go over your calories by 750 on a day, you're still in a weekly calorie deficit of 2,750. Still going to lose weight when all things are said and done. If we're just looking at that strict number, what is it also going to do? It's going to help you build a bit more muscle, sleep better, mood enhancement, all that fun shit that I talked about. Is it going to slow down weight loss? Yeah, maybe a little bit. But if that is something that you want to do, and if that's something you feel amazing in doing, it's not going to cause any harm. Because if you do the exact same shit that you have been doing for the rest of the week, being in a calorie deficit, getting your gym workouts in, building muscle, going for fucking runs and walks and making sure that you are feeling okay and taking some time out for yourself and resting and recovering and all that fun stuff. Going over your calories while in a calorie deficit is going to do most likely nothing but good for you because you're actually giving your body the nutrients that it wants and needs. So when there is a spike on the scales, I don't want anyone here listening to go, oh my God, I've gained a kilo. What the fuck is going on? And then over-restrict the amount of calories that they're getting because that is going to do nothing but essentially send your body into a quicker spiral of either hitting that plateau sooner rather than later or you completely losing your fucking mind because you're nowhere in hell getting enough calories for you to just live your life and for your organs to function. 1,200 calories just to let you know, is the bare minimum that BMR, that's like the recommended absolute minimum of BMR for a human being, 1200 calories. And BMR, just so you know, doesn't take into account you walking or moving in any capacity. BMR 
is you sleeping. That's it. Your BMR is you sleeping, doing nothing, accounting for, or RMR is actually accounting for oxygen consumption, resting metabolic rate, as opposed to basal metabolic rate. Either one, RMR is typically about maybe five, 10% higher than BMR, but either way, that is the recommended lowest number for you to maintain organ functionality. And people try working out six days a week, 45 minute intense workouts and going to work and commuting and taking care of the kids and trying to figure out everything that's going on in life at 1200 calories, which is the recommended lowest number that you should be on in order to let your fucking heart pump and let your lungs do shit and let your brain be able to compute what the fuck is going on and your liver to digest enzymes and all of that fun shit that happens that we don't know that happens. Well, don't think about that happens internally. All that stuff happens through the use of calories because it takes energy to make energy. So if you are on 1200 calories, you are not giving yourself any fucking fighting chance at all to have a healthy lifestyle. Yeah, you're going to lose weight because, hey, you're fucking starving yourself. So of course you're going to be losing weight. But if we look at 1200 calories for what it is, the absolute bare minimum calories that you would need for organ functionality for you while you fucking sleep, and you're trying to do six weeks, six weeks, you're trying to do six days of workouts per week on top of your organs barely functioning, fuck yeah, you're going to lose weight. Not going to be healthy by any means. You're going to feel like shit and you're not going to want to do it again. And you're more than likely going to blow out, but hey, you'll lose weight. So this is why whenever I have a client that goes over their calories on a day, I don't give a fuck because they're subconsciously or without even, without even realizing it, they're giving themselves what is known as a higher day which increases adherence, which makes them feel like they've got something to aim for, which gives them the amount of nutrients that they need to actually make sure they're not going to die or hit that plateau sooner rather than later. And it does nothing but a world of good. Obviously, if we structure a high day, that's going to be a lot better than, oh my God, I went on a complete fucking bender on the weekend. But if you go over your calories by 500, on Saturday night because you decided to have a lighter lunch and then order pizza for dinner, go for it. Is it the healthiest food in the world? Probably not. But is it going to be amazing for your mental health? Yeah. Is it going to be good for your body that you get extra calories in? Yeah. Is it going to be good for your sleep and mood patterns and everything else? Because now you've got extra calories coming in that your body can actually use to increase the fucking functionality of your mind and body. Yes. So when we look at all the things that extra nutrients and calories do for our body, it's fucking amazing in terms of what it does, but people don't recognize that. What they do instead is they look at the scales from what they've just had and they go, oh my God, I've jumped up two kilos, make an emotional response over restrict and they hit that plateau sooner rather than later because they're not sleeping well, they've got no energy, they can't build muscle, they feel like absolute shit. And then at the end of four weeks, instead of perhaps nine weeks, they go, oh, I just can't do this anymore. Like I've lost, you know, three, four kilos in that four weeks, but I can't do this anymore. I'm not sleeping. I want to put a fucking hole in the wall. I want to, <laughs> I want to throw a horse through the wall, which is something I said fucking ages ago that made no sense. <laughs> but it is one of those things that if you go over your calories one day a week, it's not going to fucking kill you. The thing that is going to screw you up the most is your emotional response to the food based on your perspective of how evil that situation was. Because if you go over your calories by 500 and you think, 
I'm a failure. I should give up. I'm going to start my diet on Monday, even though it's fucking Thursday. So you've got like three or four more days before you actually start to get back into your calorie deficit and looking after yourself and being healthy. Yes, that response, that emotional response is going to be way worse than you going, ah, well, I can just keep going on like normal. It's like that. Uh, what is it? What's that word I'm looking for? It's like that quote or that phrase or whatever, when someone goes, if you twist your ankle, if you're running a marathon and you twist your ankle, are you going to try and break it off and keep running? Or are you going to break your ankle because you've sprained it? And you're like, oh, well, there's no point in going on. No, it's fucking stupid. You'd get up, you'd probably tape it and keep going. That's about it. It's the exact same thing you do when you've gone over your calories. But if there's one thing that I can get across for anything that I'm going to be saying here is don't make an emotional response based on one outlier that one outlier of a thing that has happened. If you look at your entire week and you've lost weight for the entire week and you're feeling good because you've done all your workouts and you're sleeping better and you've meal prepped, you've got all these positive things as to what is a healthy lifestyle for you, particularly sustaining this. There's going to be so many more positives instead of, oh my God, on my Saturday, on the Saturday, I got together with my girlfriends and had a pizza, had pizza and wine. It was amazing for my mental health. Good to see them and good to do this and whatever else. But people don't look at that. People look at the scales and they go, I knew it. It's like they're waiting for them to disappoint themselves. But if you can get ahead of that and you say, all I've done is given my mind and body extra nutrients and energy to fucking smash it next week. And then you just do exactly what you did this week for the rest of the week. And you're going to lose weight again. The body will restabilize itself. I had a client that checked in at like 89.9 kilos the other day. And then in less than 48 hours, she'd lost 1.2 kilos. That's the body normalizing itself and stabilizing it back to where it wants to be because now she's lost all this weight. Now the body doesn't want to gain weight. Now the body wants to sit down where she was before, which is 87 ish. So the body will normalize itself and losing 1.2 kilos in two days is fucking like the only way you will do that is through losing fluid retention. So when I say to people, Hey, give me another week of consistency and let's see what happens there. I'm waiting to see what happens on the scales. Cause there's more, more than likely going to be a fucking massive jump off or a drop off in their weight because they go, Oh my God, this weekend was so shit because of blah, 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 blah. In my head, I go, cool. They're going to normalize by Tuesday. Keep going with everything that you've been doing. It's been really good. Focus on the positives. Keep doing this. Um, give me one more week of consistency with your nutrition and we'll see what's going on from there. If it is something where they go to the weekend, and this is important for all you fucking weekend warriors out there, because I used to be one is you can't go Monday through Friday night, 1200 or 1500 calories into your deficit. And then Saturday go 3000 calories and Sunday go 2500 calories. Because if we use that weekly calorie allowance as a quote unquote that I'm going to call it, if you're in a deficit of 3500 calories per week in order to lose one pound of fat, which is going to be around about 400 grams for people that use an actual real measuring system, fucking Americans, <laughs> uh, lose about 400 grams. 3,500 calories is going to burn about 400 grams. If you consume over your calories by 2,000 on one day, you've essentially undone five days worth of work. So you're not really in a deficit anymore. 
it's you are in a deficit, but instead of at 3,500 losing 400 grams, now you're going to be in a deficit of 1,500 calories, if I said 2,000 before, whatever it's going to be, and you're not going to lose as much weight. And that's only one day a week. The average person consumes, when they're not tracking food or macros or anything, and they're just eating intuitively on the weekend, and they're not trying to lose weight, they're just like, hey, it's the weekend. Average person consumes around about 3,000 calories a day through drinks, like alcohol, soft drinks, random snacks they've got in the fridge, particularly fucking cheese boards, um, bigger lunch, bigger dinner, can't be bothered cooking, Uber Eats, do you want to Uber Eats some Macca's desert, desert? Fuck me, desserts. Wow. That fucking stroke then. And <laughs> and do you want to do all that? So over-consuming your calories for a day, it's going to do nothing but good for you in the long run. But too many people get caught up in the short run of what does this mean for me on my journey? And I'll tell you what it means. It means you, you're on the right track. Being able to have that balance in a structured way is fucking perfect. That's what people pay me fucking thousands of dollars for to teach them how to do this in a way where their emotions don't take over in every aspect of their life. Coming back to some sort of logical decision and it's fucking paid off for any client that fucking listens to me and does the work and communicates and goes through all this shit, they end up losing 10 or the fucking client that I last did a check in for, she's lost 14 kilos now in four, five months, five months, I think. So it's not about how quickly can you lose weight. It's can you keep it off when you finish your fucking program? Can you do this for the rest of your life? What skill sets and fucking knowledge and everything, what are you going to learn from any program that you're going to do that you can maintain for the rest of your life? If you can have that idea, you win. That's it. You're not paying to lose weight anymore because every single person here knows how to lose weight. What people don't know how to do is keep the weight off. So if you look at any program from here on out on what am I going to learn, how, what skill sets am I going to pick up that I can use for the rest of my life? If you look at almost everything that you are going to invest in, including yourself and your health and your knowledge and your skill sets and everything like that, if you look at spending money in terms of gaining skill sets, you are going to realize how fucking powerful you can be by signing up to an $800 whatever and learning how to track calories and macros. Or you could fucking Google it and do it yourself for free. It's a lot easier to have a coach there. Trust me, I've fucking hired $60,000 worth of them. But it is a lot easier to just say, what skill sets am I going to learn from this that I can use for the rest of my life? Suddenly investing doesn't sound so fucking scary of, oh, am I going to lose weight? Yes, you will lose weight. Losing weight is inevitable, but can you keep it off? Because most diets, I think it's like eight out of 10 or nine out of 10 people lose weight and then put it back on. Whereas my program does the exact opposite. It focuses on slowing the fuck down, dealing with your emotions and figuring out how to keep weight off forever so you don't have to fucking pay me again. <laughs> Should have picked a better business model, but I didn't. I picked one that actually works for people that when they come on, they don't have to continue to pay me. So if you can wrap your head around that, just watch how simple life can be. Yes, you'll have to make some short-term sacrifices in terms of leisures or luxury or short-term finances, 
But in the long run, it becomes so much fucking simpler for you to get what you want from life because now you're developing skill sets and knowledge and know-how around how can I achieve what I want to achieve in life as opposed to how can I pay someone else to do this for me so I don't have to do it because you know how to lose weight. Let's be honest, you really do. So I hope you learned something from that. I hope that has helped someone deal with whatever calorie deficits or weekend little plunges have happened over the past seven days or however long it's been. But have an awesome time and I'll speak to you all soon.